So I think that when people can get that one word that hits them in the heart and in the gut, that's what makes a good podcaster. When it's just information, it's information. And that's where we often think, well, I'll just read the blog. You know, I'll go get a book on that. I'll look that up. You know, I'll just do a, a Google search and find it. But if someone is adding something to it that we haven't thought about and it puts a, uh, a feeling to it and a story and it makes us come alive, that's what makes a good podcaster. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Elaine Clark. So I have a quick question for you because I was just speaking with someone who actually talks about what makes a good podcast host. Her name is Elaine Appleton Grant, and she has a podcast called Sound Judgment. And I actually highly recommend that you listen to it because it's really an interesting deep study into what makes a really good podcast host. So I'm wondering if there is something in not necessarily just the people that you work with, but, but you know, the, also the people you work with, if there's some undeniable quality about them that you think is sort of something that you see in the really good podcast hosts that you've worked with or, or that you've heard, is there one underlying thing that you think makes them really good at what they do? Yeah, I think that when they're thinking about the audience and not themselves, everything you're doing is for someone else. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. everyone's time is valuable. So there are a lot of podcasters out there that have a podcast, but you have to wade through to get to the good stuff. And then there are other people that have made it really succinct so that you go, wow, that hour is over. I cannot believe it. I learned so much in that hour. And then other ones, you go like, I got to listen for an hour. I started doing the dishes. I did other stuff. I heard one thing. So that it's just keeping the audience as your number one reason for being there. That's really what it's all about. And when it's about you, you know, and it becomes narcissistic or whatever, then it's not, mm-hmm. people are going to feel that and it doesn't doesn't work because where is the connection? So, so mm-hmm. I just, you know, like, a, and going back to that one word of defining what it is, um, uh, so it's a, so I set up my, podcasts a need for not only for understanding for integration like Mm -hmm. integrating it into your performance not just learning it book smart but putting it in your body because at first i thought you know if you're if your voice really is an instrument why just make it a three-piece band why not why not make it a whole orchestra with so much going on which means how you move how you feel how you how you connect with someone rather than just the voice and when someone has found a great structure like you found a, a great structure so i have to compliment you and uh, and, <laughs> Thank you. and i'm so proud of you because we worked together 25 years ago 20 i don't know it was a long time yeah, ago yeah it's been a long time <laughs> so it's and you like i'm just so proud of everything you've done you've just gone to the moon you already were so talented then and just look where you are now so it's you know but knowing that you're doing it with a for a good reason and i think mm-hmm. 
uh, an awareness uh, is for knowledge. So I think that when people can get that one word that hits them in the heart and in the gut, Mm -hmm. that's what makes a good podcaster. When it's just information, it's information. And that's where we often think, well, I'll just read the blog. You know, I'll go get a book on that. I'll look that up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just do a a Google search and find it. But if someone is adding something to it that we haven't thought about and it Mm -hmm. puts a a feeling to it and a story and it makes us come alive, that's what makes a good podcaster, podcast host. And it's organization. My goodness. A lot of organization. Just having a (laughs) podcast in general is organization. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. I was I was going to say before, it probably takes about a week for for us to put one of these together. And I'm not the one who does the editing. I'm not the one who does the show notes. Um, I focus on what we're doing here right now. (laughs) And I love that. That's the fun part. But but part of what makes you probably a very good teacher and and very good at what you do is the passion that comes through in what you're saying. So when you share that passion, I would think that that would be part of what makes a good podcast host as well, because you have a passion for what you're talking about. And so when you are feeling that your audience, the people listening to you feel that too. And I think that's a a, a really good thing. Yeah, you have to care about your subject matter. Definitely. And, and when you are, let's say that you're doing something on history and you research something and you found this amazing bit of history that keeps unfolding and then it makes it in this riveting style that you can't wait until the next episode, that's also, uh, that's rare. I mean, that's why we're in the like the golden age of television, the new golden age with so many great shows that are out there and all sorts of streaming devices and all these other things that uh, because people are anxious to tell a story and people are really want to hear more of a story and have someone emotionally connected with it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think audio is part of that golden age as well. Oddly, I think we're kind of taking a step back in a lot of ways. Not that I don't think video is important, it is not important, because it is very important. But at the same time, we have so many ways to hear what's going on in our world, to hear those stories, to mm-hmm. be led into someone else's theater of the mind. That right. I, I I love what's going on now with podcasts, with audio dramas, with all of the stuff that's out there right now that is audio centric. That, uh, I mean, that's another reason why I started this podcast in the first place, because audio centric, you know, uh, you and I both live in the world of voiceovers and podcasting and audio stuff. And getting that passion across to people who may not be as into it as we are (laughs) is is part of this too. But I think that a lot of what I'm seeing is that finally, maybe a lot of our clients are realizing how important that audio is. So that's why you have a lot of people coming to you for more advice on how to be a better speaker and storyteller and how to get a corporate some kind of corporate report to sound like it's important and someone should be passionate about it as opposed to just saying out the numbers, right? Otherwise right. they wouldn't bother. <laughs> right. It just, it so. just reminded me some years ago, I was, uh, uh, they, uh, a company, uh, New Veda Learning brought me to, to India to create some communication modules mm-hmm. for that, for them. And I did the, I created four on camera voiceover 
you know, project, uh, um, modules to train to train people. And then they said, okay, let's go to Bangalore. And now you're going to do a live seminar for an uh, for a full day with all the CEOs of India. I was like, oh, good to know that. I'm getting on a plane now. Great. Okay. So, <laughs> so I just <laughs> talked to them warning, and told huh? them what to put it. But I know my stuff. So I put, I you know, talked to mm-hmm. the team and put, they put together the PowerPoint while I got on the plane and went the next mm-hmm. to, to, to my place. And then I started, you know, on the plane and and the hotel room sort of put down the structure of how the how the whole day would go and it was fabulous turned out great but it was such an interesting uh, experience because i had people from south india and north india uh that and the accents were there and i was like i'm having trouble understanding and one of them came over to me and said will you slow down you have an accent and I, it, it occurred to me that i'm the one you're with the, the one accent. out of place yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But from my perspective, I hadn't really I hadn't thought about it from their perspective because sure. I had other stuff going on. And, and some of them, you're not going <laughs> to the CEO of a huge com- corporation. You're not going to go. I really don't understand you. <laughs> it was so yeah. intense. So but that was mm-hmm. that was a uh, that was kind of a fun fun experience and then also just being written up and i guess like 10 of the newspapers in india is the communication <laughs> guru of india i was like wow i didn't know i was a guru kind of like that there yeah there you have it they have it in print there <laughs> yeah i love it uh so what do you think about the the rise of podcasts like we've been hearing a lot more of that lately and I'm wondering why you think that is. Is I mean, because we're past the pandemic. Well, the pandemic is still a thing, obviously, but we're at least past the 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 deep dark times. Let's say. Right. <laughs> so, so so people are starting to go out again, and they're commuting to work again, and and all of this is happening. And there was definitely a resurgence of certain audio places like Clubhouse and Twitter spaces and all of this social audio happening while we were all stuck at home. But I'm wondering if there's something that you could think would be the reason for it continuing. Because I mean, this is podcasts have been around for a long, long time. But is there a, a particular reason you think it's really popular now? Well, I think that it's becoming part of people's everyday uh, I mean, the people in whatever sort of business or if they just have their mm-hmm. home business of getting their voice out in the world, of telling their story, whatever that story is. And it may be just for their family members. It may be for uh, just uh, a recounting of history so people can have uh, some sort of record of what's going on. There are ways of of uh, working, uh, telling people uh, in their client base and, and their business things that they can do to improve what they're doing. So... There's there's always going to be the the amateur. I'm having fun. Let's go ahead and try that um, because you can. It's it's relatively easy to to say something, record it, put it up. And as you know, the yeah. more advanced Low it gets, entry. yeah, yeah. And then the the more advanced it becomes, the more of a team that you need, and mm-hmm. the more you have to figure out where am I going with this. So I think that you can have it's a wide swath of where someone can be and how they want to use it. But I think with the post-pandemic time, well, I don't know whether I can say post, but say it's not in the in the throes of the main part, yeah. that people have less time. And so mm-hmm. that's the main thing. It's just like, I feel really glad that I put mine together when the pandemic was going over. But as people were starting to come alive out of it, it became a little bit harder mm-hmm. to do the last, you know, like maybe eight episodes because all of a sudden people woke up and just like, I have demands on you. 
<laughs> and it was like, whoa, yeah. I can't be just my world. So I feel fortunate that yeah. I, I got mine in there, but I still have I still have plans to do more, but I just have to, you know, there's always new technology, other stuff, and th- ways that you can reformat what you've already done as well. Do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show? I have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called Sounding Your Best as a Podcast Guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page. Just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer. It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have, including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now, back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Also, audio has this way of being able to fit into the spaces in our lives. Mm -hmm. So we can listen to it while we're doing other things, which I think has a lot to do with why podcasts and and even radio shows maybe are still pretty popular because people can fit them in wherever they need to fit in. And it's harder to do that if you have to watch a screen. So I I get it. Um, Yeah, the other means you have a commitment. Yes. Yeah, so the more people who go to my website to get it are getting the full, the full um, you know, experience. Ones mm-hmm. that just go to to YouTube are getting another experience. Ones to get audio are getting that that third experience. So if people yeah. say this is the time that I use for my commute, this is when I, I'm in my car, this is when I'm. Uh, I'm uh, cleaning the house or whatever it is. And there are other times you have to just listen to it. And it's just like, I'm saving this one because I need it to really pay attention. And that's the goal of mm-hmm. whoever is creating it, how you want them to take in that information. Because if it's mm-hmm. super, I mean, uh, if it's super difficult, then, or if the concept is hard and you have to really take it in, you want to you want to just sort of reserve a time. Like if you know mm-hmm. that you're not going to be in a lot of traffic, but you can just take it in, that's fine. Um, but that's why I, I, you know, I, I started asking people even with mine is like, how many of you are doing it? You mm-hmm. know, doing the exercises at the end of it. And very few are because they're in these commuter modes and they are yes. walking down the street and people are just like, uh, they're going to think I'm crazy. So, <laughs> and I said, well, what's wrong with that? You know, it means people oh, well. leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to bother you. That's true. Yeah, they walk to the other side of the street. It could be really <laughs> beneficial. You get more space, more real estate on oh, the sidewalk. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I could sort of see where they're coming from, though. You know, that, that yeah, um, not being in a place where you can actually do those exercises when you're listening might be an issue. Right. And then um, you just yeah. hold it up in your in your brain, and then it hasn't become part of your muscle memory yet. Yes, and that's really exactly. when things become your muscle memory, that's when it takes over. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you just don't know. I mean, you haven't pre-planned it. It just happens. And that's yeah. what makes an authority. And so that's why when, if I'm working with someone, I don't, don't have to work with them their whole life necessarily, although some people I do, and it's lovely. Uh, but mm-hmm. mostly it's like, let's, uh, you already know that, but now let's go deeper into that that topic. Let's go find out how you can then glean a little bit more and then, you know, just push your comfort zone just a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. There's one question that I have wanted to ask you for a, a while, actually, on behalf of some other people who've asked this question of me many times. And that is, if you don't like the sound of your voice, either in a podcast, as a guest on a podcast, doing things that are audio related, is there something you can do to improve that tone? Is there something that you... Uh, like, I've had some people say that when they hear their voice recorded, they sound female when they're a male, or they mm -hmm. sound male when they're female, or, you know, um, they just don't like the way that they word things, or just they're not comfortable with hearing their own voice. So, I mean, a lot of that is just hearing it recorded multiple times. But is there a way that you would suggest that they go about improving things or well, I, I think it's a changing natural, your own mindset? Right. I think it's a natural process when you hear your mm -hmm. voice externally. You know, mm -hmm. when you're used to hearing it rattling around in your head and then you hear it played back, you go, oh, my goodness, is that me? You know, is, <laughs> yeah. is that how I really sound? Some of it mm -hmm. is the microphone. You know, so if you're recording, you know, find out the right microphone that's going to, if you have a really low voice, that would maybe crisp it up and get it a little bit higher. If it's if it's a uh -huh. high voice one, that would warm it up and drop it down. So it brings out the lower tones. So I think when you're, when anyone's looking for a microphone to buy for a podcast, uh, that they... Uh, it's like reading the the notes for for what a wine is like. You know, it has a hint of this with a little sprinkle of that and a little earthy quality, but then it's very plum with that. You know, so it's like you have to sort of read through the lines of what that what that all means. But the microphone can make a big difference. Of course, the room, you know, treatment can make a huge difference. But this is where, when I created the the app, uh, activate your voice, which is only a five minute. Uh, voice and diction warm-up exercise, the intention for that, everything I do is based on people having problems and how can I fix mm -hmm. it in a in an affordable and effective way. And so this is one that you can, that goes through your, your resonators, your articulators, so um, so that your mouth is open more and also how will uh, how you'll get more resonance and then how it will lower the voice but there's some mm -hmm. vocal exercises but you can't expect a miracle do it one time and then be done you have to think of it like yeah. going to the gym if i went to the gym and lifted some weights for a while that will last me the rest of my life if only you know mm -hmm. you have to just do those little warm-ups <laughs> every day. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. You know, and then the you know the other uh, other app, um, adding melody to your voice shows how to lift it up and drop it down. So you have all these different like twelve or fifteen different ways that you can change the melody of how you're talking. Mm -hmm. So what happens is sometimes they've just arrowed it up and then it stays in that little range right here that's in the higher parts. And I never arrowed it down so that it. Mm. Uh, so I brought it back down to my resting voice. And usually when people are in a nervous situation, their voices tend to get higher. And they That's seem to get a little yeah. bit sharper. So mm -hmm. then it's about how can I bring it down to the comfort zone? And is that the place I want it? Because it could mm -hmm. be, it's like, I want to get your attention and this is how it's going to be. I will tell you something. You know, <laughs> so that's how they used to have to talk, you know, for those old yes. microphones, the way they were uh, they were made. You know, they had mm -hmm. to shout in order to, to go that way. And now these microphones are so sensitive and so they've improved so much that you can get a really nice mic that brings out the best qualities in you. 
So that's just, yeah. you know, they're, they're, some of it are technical and some of it is just you have to work on it every day. And that's why my voice was really high, you know, with the Southern accent as I went through my uh-huh. British time and then I brought it down. It will never be super low. It's just not how it's built. But it will be, but it, I can use the lower tones and lift them up more uh-huh. if that's what I want versus the higher tones and drop them down. So that's why yeah. I... Um, through patterns and how I listen to someone, I realize whether they're stuck in a place and different mm-hmm. ways that they can change it. And that makes a huge difference because it's usually their, their vocal range is fine, but they just got stuck on the wrong notes. Ah, good point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So where can someone find those apps that you were talking about? They can find it at any of the, the app stores, either uh, Google Play or or um, iTunes apps, uh, uh, the Apple App Store. So, uh, and is it and on your website? It's also on my website, elaineclarkvo.com. Okay. It has everything there, uh, but you can get okay. it at all the different normal places. Same same with with the um, with the podcast. It's like mm-hmm. normal places to go. That's what you do when you put together a podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then well, how I have you really uh mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was just saying, well Sorry. that's that's it and how you how you can comment or do do something. I love hearing what people will will say. I had on my on the on the YouTube channel that I have my the podcast on, I was telling people how to use the word emphasis chart and one of them is like, uh, do a little jazz hands and the part, other person wrote, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> not going to do it, but it does, not knowing that we actually wiggle and do stuff all the time. So that's when we nod mm-hmm. our head. You know, we sh- we, sh- um, we shrug our shoulders. We, you know, go, oh, I got an idea. Maybe we wiggle our hands for a moment as we're coming up with an idea to, to gesture to someone to be quiet or I got, I, sure. I got something. So it's about what I do is just try to make people aware of what they are already doing and then use it when to, to the most effective um, outcome. I see. So that's your word emphasis chart, or is that something... well, the word emphasis chart is in both of the books and in and the um, adding melody to your voice is an interactive mm-hmm. app, so that you you look you know it has information there, and then you can record yourself using each of those each just a little sentence that's pretty pretty simple, and then do the gestures, and then you can listen to me back and see whether you got mm-hmm. it. And I, I record, and then you can keep recording it. So that you have home study, but you have the playback and you're developing your ears. So that's it. So if you don't like the sound of your voice, slowing it down. Finding the, that's what I have to always work on is slowing down because mm-hmm. I have a tendency to talk too fast. So mm-hmm. I have to then consciously think to slow it down because other people might not want it quite that quickly. They might want to take <laughs> notes or something, you know? Yeah. So, uh <laughs> Anyway, so that's why I go through all of them, but it's you can you play it, you see it, you listen to it, you record yourself, you listen back, and then you can do mm-hmm. it as many times as you want. But it's it's I mean it saves you hundreds or thousands of dollars, so it's not that expensive. So it's um, so I think the more people use that sort of stuff, the more effective they are. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast. Like Edward F2, who says, Jody does a wonderful job diving into the details of audio branding strategy with her guests. She finds a way to uncover great insights through light, entertaining conversation that will keep you listening straight through to the end. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, Edward. I hope you'll keep listening. And now, back to the show. 
we're coming to the end of our time here, but I wanted to ask you sort of one last thing. If you wanted to talk about why you feel good communication is important, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I'll start with the problem because that's usually what the, where ah, it starts. Sure. The problem is when people ask you to repeat yourself or you don't feel like you're heard. That's when there's a communication problem. When you mm -hmm. then offer a suggestion rather than a demand. So we should try that. Why don't you try this other thing? Rather than you should do this, do this now. We have a tendency to, to tighten up and not respond well. So that also takes a lot of pressure off of the communication. So uh, in the course of 40 plus years that I've uh, coached people and oh, thousands and thousands of them, most of them have said that when they became a better communicator for their business purposes, they had mm -hmm. better communication with their friends and family. And they had uh, the confidence yes. to pursue the career that they wanted. It's, uh, you know, they might have thought of, I, I need to open my own store with the, you know, making candles or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then said, now I have a voice behind that. And so I feel confident with that voice. That's a representation of us. And in society, the visuals mean so much. But in over the phone or in podcasts, you know, the voice has become just as important, if not more. Because mm -hmm. we know when a voice irritates us or when a voice, you could just dive inside it and go, ah, oh, this is a warm blanket. I could listen to this forever. <laughs> you know, and that's why, you know, just working with, you know, other companies that have, you know, podcasts that put you to sleep. You know, getting that voice that's soothing and quiet so that you don't even make it to the end of the podcast. You know, so that's that's it's a goal ASMR. to go. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's a way to get them to sleep rather than mm -hmm. keep them stimulated and awake. So it's actually a compliment in a weird way that they went mm -hmm. to sleep and didn't listen to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So as you walk down the path and hear the the the, the water trickling down the brook, <laughs> you know, and then snow. <laughs> you know, they're like, when is this story going to take off? It's that's the point, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that styles is a big issue because knowing what style and how to talk to someone is really part of the effectiveness. And what worked mm -hmm. in one situation may not work in another. And so that's just where life experiences come in, come to play and know that this is how I should talk in this situation. I have to make a slight adjustment to another way based on this. And mm -hmm. then when you don't have the visuals of seeing when someone has gone to sleep, then <laughs> to wake them up going, hello, mm -hmm. everyone. What? <laughs> what happened? You know, and that's where yeah. I think all the, all the experience of working at trade shows and, you know, and, you know, on camera and voiceover and, you know, coaching, it just sort of gives me an advertising. It's just video games. It's giving me like a 360 degree vantage point that mm -hmm. uh, is that I appreciate it. I didn't, it didn't happen overnight, let me tell you. It took mm -hmm. many decades to develop. So that's sure. where, uh, you know, someone can, can, if they have their goals, they can uh, make shortcuts in order to get there to meet those goals based on what their yeah. issue is and where they want to be at the end. Yeah. I don't know and if I answered your question. Communication is key. I, yes, it is. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's where I, I'm pretty proud. Maybe my kids, if they're listening to this, will disagree. But uh, <laughs> when you know, I have three daughters, they're all adults now, but uh, when they were younger, 
I have very few memories of us being angry um, mm. and yelling at one another. Instead, I would just say, you know, they say, I need to go to this party and at three parties this weekend. I go, well, if you can tell me how you can get there, I'll take <laughs> you to those. And then they, they make them think and they go, mm -hmm. I can go to two, but I can't go to three. You choose. Mm -hmm. Rather than going, you can't do that. There's no way that you can do that. You know, and then putting a demand on. Sure. Letting people come up with their idea and is, is the most effective way that you can communicate. So it's their mm -hmm. idea. Not just yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a two-part. It's a conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, conversations is what we're all about here. So <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your being here a lot, Elaine. This has been a really oh. wonderful conversation. Oh, and thank, uh, you. thank you so much for what you're doing for voiceovers and for podcasting and communication in general, because it's all very much appreciated. I know there are a lot of people who benefit from your expertise and your help. So thank you very much for, for being here and for doing that. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. It's been a wonderful journey, and I, I can't wait for it to continue and find out more stuff. There's always more yeah. to learn and more experiences. Very true. And then there's that darn yeah. technology that keeps changing, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep learning. That's what yes, it's all about. We yes, we will. We will. We'll speak <laughs> okay. about that at some point. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time. <laughs>